93.7 Express FM. Over the White Line, your number one source for all local sports and non-league football. Hello and welcome to a brand new season here on Over the White Line here on 93.7 Express FM. I'm Henry Deacon here for you to bring the roller coaster of emotions. That is the football season, the first of many episodes here between now and May. Coming up on tonight's show, there's new managers across the board. We speak to the new Haven and Water Liverpool manager, Paul Doswell, and the new gaffer at Gosport, Lee Molyneux. Mark Summerhill, the PSL manager, speaks to me about a promising season he hopes at Love Lane. And joining me here in the studio is the Hampshire League's Paul Potter to go for the first round draw of the Hampshire Premier Football League Cup. So, for the first time this season, it's time to go over the white line. Passionately Portsmouth and passionately football. We are 93.7 Express FM. New season, new eras, new dreams. The nine-month marathon has started. It's been a summer of change across our local game, with new management teams in place at Haven and at Gosport, both looking to, to be on the upside after disappointing campaigns last term. Moneyfield will be looking to make it third-time lucky as they plan another tilt towards promotion to the Southern League Premier after having a cruel twist plague their playoff campaign in April. In the Wessex League, it is a title race which is as open as one in recent memory can remember. With last season's runaway leaders showing in the Southern League, surely local sides such as AFC Porchester, Horndean and Baffins will fancy their chances to land a coveted spot in the Southern League, whilst Ferrum will be looking to dust themselves down and go again and try to reclaim their former glories. Petersville finished strong in the Wessex 1 last season. Mark Summerhill will be looking to build on that momentum as they try to get back into the Wessex League Premier. Whilst is this year the year, finally, for United Services Portsmouth to get that promotion with Glenn Turnbull now at the helm. And of course, the Hampshire League will be bubbling away this season as the division grows in popularity year in, year out. Don't forget that you can be a part of the action once again this season via text, via email, via Twitter. You can text us 81400, start that message with the word express. You can email us, it is studio at expressevent.com or on Twitter, our handle is at expressevent. So now... Our studio guests, I'm happy to say the draw for the Hampshire League Cup, the first round is going to happen tonight. And to talk about that and all the goings on around the Hampshire League during the summer, I'm happy to say that Secretary Paul Potter joins me in the studio. Paul, good evening to you. Good evening, Henry. Good evening, listeners. It's great to have you with us again this season. It's the second year of our partnership together. And and since we first started this 12 months ago, there seems to be a real surge in popularity in the Hampshire League. Yes, that's that's obviously pleasing for me as the league secretary and obviously for our clubs. Um, I mean, our end of season game between Bush Hill and Finity, crowd of nearly 400, um, which was the biggest, uh, certainly at step seven in the country that day. And there was only about six or seven uh, step four crowds bigger than that that day. So we were obviously delighted with that. Um, yes, it did help, but it was a winner-take-all game. Um, but yeah, the, the things are looking really positive for Hampshire League and all our clubs. It was a very exciting li- league last season. As you said, it, it went down to a, to a title shootout. So I suppose for the clubs, in that, pre- especially in that Premier Division, there's a lot to live up to this year. Oh, there is, yeah. Um, you've, got a, you've got a few more clubs to add to the mix as well mm-hmm. this year. I think we'll be there or thereabouts. Um, Fleetlands have done well. Um, I think Paulsgrove will be strong again. Um, so, yeah, th- you know, there's going to be more than two or three this year. And there's new managers in place. Rich Bessie's just joined Fleetlands. We're going to speak to them next week. Danny Thompson's at Infinity. We speak, we're going to, we've got an interview of him to play in just a second. So there's certainly a feel of... Uh, we spoke about the new eras and that. There's certainly some of those in the Hampshire League this season, which I suppose makes it even more exciting. It does, yeah. Um, it's, just, it's just getting better and better every year, I think. Um, the Division 1 has, has increased by four clubs, six clubs this year. Um, so, yeah, things are really looking good. How pleased are that the league is expanding, especially in that first division where you want to get the clubs through, get that cohort and get them up into the Premier Division? That's right, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a good stepping stone for clubs for, who are playing in the, the Southampton League, uh, what used to be the Portsmouth League, the Mid-Solent League, um, the Andover League, etc. It, it gives them a stepping stone to, rather than one big step from, you know, Parks Football 
to sort of step seven, the National League system, where they, you know, there are facilities that they need to do. Um, so we we call it step seven and a half. You know, it, it gives them gives them a chance to get used to the players travelling county wide, which is a, a big a big step for a lot of them, um, and get their facilities up up to scratch for step seven, and then you know hopefully onwards to step six. For those who don't quite know, what's the admission process, so to speak, into the, the Hampshire League, that first division? Right, uh, for the first division, um, basically, um, if you are in the Mid-Solent League, uh, the Andover League, the Basingstoke League, um, they go into our division, they apply for our Division 1. Um, we've got a new club this year, Denmead, who've moved across from Sunday Football, um, they would they they would go into Division One uh, for clubs like who are based in the Aldershot League, the Bournemouth League, or the Southampton League. Um, they are because they are classed as senior feeder leagues. They would go into our senior division. Um, basically, any club would apply, like such as Denmead would say, we would like to join the Division One. Um, would go and have a look at what the facilities they've got at the moment. Um, tell them what they need to do by it's usually the thirty first of March. Um, and there's you know a, f- a few a few forms to fill in, and you know as long as everyone's happy, that that's pretty much it. So effectively, any club that would would like and has the facilities going to the Hampshire League can apply to you. Yes, yeah, certainly, yeah. So let's let's go on to the Hampshire the Hampshire League Cup, which is what we're here for tonight. the The list of teams has expanded as as you said once again this year up to up to twenty eight. And you, you look at you look at it on the surface, there's. Potentially, if we get this draw right and we upset some managers, there's going to be some really good ties in there's there. There's going to be some absolute crackers in there. I've seen Denny, Denny Thompson, you've been having a little bit of a chat on Twitter this <laughs> afternoon. Um, please give us a nice draw. Um, we'll, we'll do our best for everyone. Danny Thompson hasn't quite seen my record of cup draws yet, has he? <laughs> no. <laughs> We're going to draw that out in just a minute. How, how it's going to work is that because there's 28 teams, we can't properly draw them out so four teams will receive a bye that means that there'll be 12 ties drawn out the 12 winners of the first round ties will then go into the second round and that's alongside the four teams that will be drawn out with the bye so Paul if you're ready and we're all ready to go shall we do the ball do the draw yeah I don't there you go there's the new ball bag and ping pong balls all rustling away yeah no expense spared we've gone up in the world the the Bits of paper, they're gone, consigned <laughs> to the history books. Yeah, the, the cleaner got fed up asking us to pick them up afterwards. <laughs> so we've got the ping pong balls. So what we're going to do first, we're going to draw out the four buys and then we'll go into the 14 first round ties in this year's uh, Hampshire Premier Football League Cup first round. So these are the four buys and I will draw out the first ball. It is ball number two, which is Moneyfield Reserves. a good Russell. Number 17, Sway. Sway, who won the competition a few years ago. Third of four buys, goes to. Number five, that's Clanfield. And the last one is... Number 19, AFC Petersfield. ASC Petersfield, so just a reminder of the four buys. They go to Moneyfields Reserves, Clanfield, Sway and ASC Petersfield. Now let's run through the numbers of the teams that are remaining and will be drawn out in the competition. It's number one, this Athletic, three Stockbridge, four Hailing United, six is QK Southampton, seven is Upham, eight is Liverpool United, nine is Lindhurst, ten Winchester Castle, eleven Chamberlain Athletic, twelve Colden Common, thirteen Den Mead, fourteen Paulsgrove, 15, Fleetlands. Paul's going Fleetlands, what a tie that would be if we did draw that out. 16 is Locks Heath. 18, Infinity under Danny Thompson. Uh, 20 is Andover New Street Swiss. 21, Netley Central Sports. 22, Headley United. 23, Mitchell Merchant Timsbury. 24, last season's Premier Division champions, Bush Hill. 25, Overton United. 26, South Wonston Swiss. 27, Kings Clare. Uh, Kings Clare and 28, Broughton. And just looking at it, Paul, the... Most of the big teams are, are still in there. They're still in there. There could yeah. be some interesting draws. We'll do our best. We've already upset some names by not drawing them out yet. <laughs> <laughs> so then, Paul, without any further ado, here we go. The first round draw, the Hampshire Premier Football League Cup. Here we go. I'll draw the home teams. Paul, draw the away teams. First out, 
It's a home tie from number three, Stockbridge. And they will play... Number 24. That is Bush Hill. What an interesting tie that one could be. Next one up. Is number 10, Winchester Castle. Number 8. Number 8, that is Lip Hook United. Two all Premier Division ties mm. over. Number 13 is Demi, the newest team into the Hampshire League. So a home tie for them on their League Cup debut. They will face... Number 20. They're going to face number 20, Andover New Street Swifts. Next out the bag is number nine, that's Lindhurst. Number 16. Number 16, that's Locks Heath. Still a lot of the big hitters yet to be drawn out. There could be some interesting plum first round ties here. Number six is QK Southampton. They're going to face... Number 18, Infinity. Infinity. Danny Thompson's listening in. You've got QK Southampton away. Uh, we'll hear from him in just a second. Uh, I'm fairly sure I'll get, my, get his thoughts on that next week's show. Uh, next out the bag is... Number 12, Ask Cold and Common. And they are going to play... Number seven. Number seven, that is Upham. Local derby. Indeed. We're getting towards the meat of the draw now. A lot of the big teams are still involved. 28, Broughton. And they are going to face... 21. They're going to face number 21. That's Netley Central Sports. A tough introduction to life for Broughton there. Fleetlands, number 15, will have a home tie against... Fleetlands, who finished fifth last season in the Hampshire Premier Division. 25. And they've got Overton United, who finished fourth last year. We were, we were due a big plum tie, weren't we, somewhere along the line, yeah. and we have just got one. Next out of the hat. Here's number four, that's Hailing United. Another Premier side. Number 14. And they've, oh, they've got, got the Paulsgrove. That is a... What a tie. That, there's two really, really meaty ties there. Next out the hat is... Number one, Less Athletic. They are going to face... Number 11. Nah, they're going to face number 11, which is... Chamberlain Athletic. We're going to put the V in the middle of that. <laughs> Let's get that pen out of the bag. Right. Only four balls left now. And next out is Kingsclare, number 27. They are at home to... 22. Number 22, Headley United. So last tie I think we know who's coming out and when. Just... Just... <laughs> You've accidentally clicked a button just to make sure everything goes swimmingly. Number 23, Mitchell Merchant, Tinsbury at home. They're going to face... 26, South Wanston Swifts. And we've got through the draw unscathed, thankfully. So, a quick run through of the draw. We'll start off with the buys. They go to Moneyfields Reserves, Clamfield, uh, Sway, and to AFC Petersfield. Now, the ties... For the first round are as follows. It's Stockbridge against Bush Hill. It's Winchester Castle against Liphook United. Denmead up against Andover New Street Swifts. It's Lindhurst up against Locks Heath. It's QK Southampton up against Infinity. Uh, next up is Colton Common. They face Upham. Number 28, Broughton face number 21, Netley Central Sports. Then really the two ties of the round for the neutral Fleetlands up against Overton United and then Hailing United up against Paulsgrove. Two brilliant ties that. Then Liss Athletic face Chamberlain Athletic. 
Kings Clare, they face Headley United. And the last one out of the hat, Mitchell, Merson, and Tinsbury, they face South Wanston Swifts. Paul Potter, I'm going to ask you for your immediate reaction to that draw. There's, there's two ties that really, really stand out. Yep, yeah, I think there's a third one as well. I think Stockbridge v Bush yes, Hill yes. Uh, is another one right at the top of the draw. Um, there's a little bit of inter- interest between the, the, the clubs. Um, I know the Stockbridge manager lives just around the corner from uh, where Bush Hill play. Um, he knows a lot of their players socially as well. Bielsa Gate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he won't have to go far to go spying on that one. Uh, but yeah, there, there, as you say, there's some cracking ties there. Um, the Fleetlands one, and as you say, the Paulsgrove, Hailing Paulsgrove one as well. That's uh, They're the three that really stand out there. There's a lot of all Premier Division ties, which is great for the neutral and also good for the Division 1 sides because a lot of them are facing each other, so an opportunity for them to progress into the tournament. That's right, yeah. You know, we, we had uh, Lindhurst last year got all the way to the final mm. from Division 1 as well as winning Division 1. Um, and they put up a really good show against Infinity and who really had to work hard to come back and win, sort of right at the death. I've just had a immediate reaction. I've had a tweet from Danny Thompson. He said... Um, Happy of that. You li- uh, we live to fight another round. <laughs> so we, we have been given official permission for Danny Thompson to continue doing the draws, oh, which is thank good Thank you very news. much. <laughs> Talking about Danny Thompson, let's hear from him his season preview now as we dissect this cup draw. He spoke to me about an hour or so ago. Happy to say that joining me on the other end of the line is the new Infinity manager, Danny Thompson. Danny, great to have you back on the line again. New season, different club for you. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, a lot's happened in the last couple of months so um, yeah all good um, had a good pre-season so raring to go really New challenge up in Infinity who made a real good run for the line last season how much are you looking forward to going and getting involved in a new project up there? Yeah you know it's really exciting what's going on not just um, what we're trying to do on the pitch but also uh, what's going on off it um, you know I've had a meeting with um, Jody and Simon who are the owners uh, they've filled me in on what's, what's happening down there and um, yeah it's really exciting times so um, it was an offer that I couldn't really couldn't really turn down The club finished so strongly last season and involved in a total dogfight as we covered on Express Them last year with Bush Hill on the final day how much do you want to try and build on that momentum and try and create a good good sense of feeling early on into your reign? Yeah it's really important you know um, as you say last year they, they just got picked on the final day um, in a couple of cup finals as well I think the running towards the end of the season with the squad which is a bit limited um, was really their downfall of, of not succeeding um, in winning the league and, and maybe a couple of cups but you know we've got to go one better this year they, as I say they finished second last season um, you know and I've got to go one better and we've, we've got to win the league this season that's the number one priority really and with the squad that we've got there's no reason why we can't achieve that we got your league campaign underway last night. There's frustrations not getting it underway on Saturday. Um, beat Hailing 2-0. Perfect start to the season. Get the win under your belt and then move on, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. you know, the game getting called off Saturday, I've never known anything like it. A team um, like Overton, who've done really well last year and finished one place above us at, um, when I was at Fleetlands and finished fourth, to, to not get a team for first league game of the season I've, I've never heard of it you know it was, it was a right kick in the teeth especially after coming off the back of um, a really good week prior to that of going to Petersfield and, and getting beat 1-0 but a real positive performance um, against a real strong outfit who are in the league above and then on the Wednesday night going to fair and coming away with a 3-0 victory it was um, you know everyone was chomping at the bit really to get going on Saturday and then to get a phone call at 4 o'clock to say the game was cancelled was um, a real kick in the teeth but you know, last night we, we, we got our season underway with a, with a 2-0 victory over Hayling. Um, you know, they done really well at the weekend. I think they went to Winchester Castle and 1-3-1. So we knew it was going to be a tough game and they was going to come to to Noel and give it a real good go. But to be honest with you, Henry, the scoreline doesn't reflect the performance. It, the game really should have been outside by half-time. Um, we missed so many chances, really. But to get, to get the win, to get a clean sheet, to get us off and running was, you know, I can't ask for much more, really. And finally, I'm doing the draw for the Hampshire League Cup tonight. Now, you know what I'm like with giving out cup draws. Um, who, yeah. being diplomatic, who would you like to avoid the big hitters in the first round and try and get a cup run? Yeah, I 
yeah, of course. But you know, we're we're really an ambitious football club, and um, you know, to get to a cup final, at some point you've got to play the best sides that are in the competition. So obviously, it'd be be ideal to miss them early doors. But look, we've got a real good squad this season, um, a real squad, strong squad, and you know, we don't fear anybody. So you know, if we get the likes of Bushill, Forsgrove. Um, you know, Fleetlands who are going to be up there this year, then, you know, we're relish the challenge. But um, if you could do me a favour and avoid <laughs> them sort of teams, it would be appreciated. <laughs> I'll give it my best shot, but unfortunately I've got the tainted record of putting out some decent cut ties. Uh, <laughs> Daddy. I remember last year you pulled us up against Infinity, didn't, didn't you? So yeah. Maybe, maybe try and reverse it this year. And I'll, I'll take Fleetlands away. It'd be good, um, you know, good to go back there and, uh, and play them again. So, um, I think our listeners would enjoy that, that tie as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's got a lot of potential. We're, we're, we're there at the end of the month, so, um, but uh, as I say, we, we look forward to whoever, whoever you put us up against, you know, we, we look forward to it, and as I say, we're, we're going to it with, with full of confidence. Danny, we look forward to the draw. Thank you for your time. We'll speak to you again throughout the season. Will do. Take care. Bye. That's Danny Thompson, the Fleetlands manager. We're going to take a short break here on Over the Light White Line. When we return, more reaction to the Hampshire League Cup draw. Plus, Mark Summerhill gives us his Peter Seal preview for the season. Want to hear all your favourite 70s, 80s and 90s in one night? Well, make sure you tune in this Saturday to the Decades Party here at Express FM. From 7 o'clock, we'll play your 70s. 8 o'clock, we'll play your 80s. And from 9, we'll get your favourite 90s tunes on. You can call in, you can text in, be part of the show to get ready for your Saturday night out. Join Paul Allen this Saturday from 7. Decades Party on Express FM with Paul Allen. Over the white line, your number one source for all local sports and non-league football. Welcome back to this, the second part of the first Over the White Line of the 2019-20 season here on 93.7 Expressum. Henry Deacon here with you in the hot seat. Joining me is the Hampshire League's Paul Proctor. And if you want to get in touch with the show and cast your verdict on the draw that we've just had, you can do on the text. It's 81400. Don't forget to start that message with the word Express. Email us. It is studio at expressum.com or on Twitter, send us a tweet to at Express FM. Now, Paul Proctor joining me from the Hampshire League, and I know one thing that the league is desperate to get this year is a, is a bit of sponsorship. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we, I mean, we're not running in desperately low on funds, uh, but unfortunately, because of the lack of sponsorship, we've had to suspend our small projects grant. We give five, up to £500 a club for things like if their dugouts get damaged, uh, painting, changing rooms, etc. We've had to put that on hold until such time as we can get a, a new sponsor. Um, if there are any companies who would be interested, um, we're not talking mega money here, you know, uh, two, three, four thousand maybe. Um, just get in touch with me. Uh, the email address, HampshireLGESecretary at gmail. Um, we'd love to hear from you. And what sort of benefits would a sponsor to the Hampshire League get? Uh, well, they, obviously they'll they get their names on the uh, at the clubs on the website, um, social media, um, a news bulle- a bulletin that comes out every week that gets seen throughout the country. Mm. Um, we've got a rep team this year, um, so you know the further we go in that in the FA Interleagues Cup, um, you'll be seen. You could well be seen throughout the country. I mean, the first round we've got a tie against Guernsey, so you know. <laughs> And then if we do actually win the competition, we'll be in Europe next year. <laughs> Can you imagine? Hampshire League in Europe. I'm going to get the express. I'm going to get express from the cover that one right away. Yes, yes. Trip all across Europe. Yes, you, you can be my gopher. <laughs> <laughs> but you talk about the FA Interleagues Cup. It's, 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 it is a big deal across the country. Oh, it is, yeah. All step seven leagues enter it. Um, as I say, because one year you play your Interleagues Cup and then the following year you, you played like the European version. Um, I think it was West Yorkshire last year. Um, they played out in Armenia against teams from Romania, Malta... <laughs> And Kazakhstan, I believe it was in their in their group, and they they did reasonably well. I think they won one, drew one, and lost one. So if you're Leicester City and all that, your best chance of getting into Europe is maybe getting a Hampshire League rep team, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul, thank you very much for now. No we're going to move into the Wessex League, and we're going to start our preview of the season there. We're going to delve into Division One first and hear from the Petersfield Town Manager Mark Summerhill. They had a blistering end to last season. 
propelling him into mid-table. And Mark Summerhill is hoping for a big assault towards the Wessex One title this season. Over to say that joining me on the other end of the line, my first telephone guest of the season, Mark Summerhill, the manager of Petersfield Town. Mark, refreshed, rejuvenated, ready to go? Yeah, all, all that good stuff. Uh, only seems like five minutes ago when we finished. and Obviously, pre-season seems like a long time to come around and now it's gone and we've played our first league game and we're up and running. So, please be back. It's obviously a big summer for Petersfield. You finished the season strongly last term. So what's the goals and expectations for the Rams this year? Yeah, we did finish strongly after only having a few points at um, Christmas and finishing well over 40. Uh, the key thing was just keep, keep everyone together. That was going to be the biggest challenge. And uh, ultimately, I've only really lost one to a, a local rival. So that was uh, been really pleasing. That was that was the big goal. and We've achieved it by one. So really pleased it's going to be a tough league this year I'm just looking at the list of names of teams that, that are in there so for Peter sort of change up there they're going to have to be at the best of their form throughout the consistency could be key yeah consistency will be key uh, we like I say after Christmas last year we had a really good patch where we found a system that suited us the right personnel to, to suit that system and uh, you know, all early indications are that we're, we're going to be okay we were unbeaten in pre-season I know that was a five friendlies but we won four of them against good opposition and the first league game to be 2-0 down at half time when things had really not gone our way and conceded two goals tight against one of play to come back and actually we really should have won it with a couple of chances in the last minute but so you'd think we're going in the right direction I was just about to mention the 2-2 draw against Laverstock away on Saturday how much do you read into opening games of the season? They're tricky, aren't they, opening games? I would much rather have been at home. That was just, I was really hoping to get a, sort of a, a draw, if you could say, a draw at home. Um, but we were away, and Laverstock is always a tough place to go. We won away from home there last season. So it's, you just don't want to get beat on the opening day. And going away from home, if you'd have asked me before the game, I would have taken a point all day long. I would have taken nil-nil and come home before we even played. But when the game started, we probably deserved a lot more out of it. Really, really unfortunate to cut a three goals to be two down at half time, wondering what, what the hell's happened. But the lads showed amazing character to come back and uh, and get a point. And could, like I say, could have been a three easily. Moving on to Saturday, East Cowes Victoria in the first division of the Wessex League. It's a tough month, August, isn't it? Because there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of games early on in the season. Yeah, we were fortunate this week that we've we've, um, we've had Tuesday off, so that's been a nice help. I've been normal Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. But we're looking forward to our first home game. It'll be re- you know, we'd, we'd like to have been home the first game, but we weren't, so we're home second game. We always look forward to our home games. We're getting really good support now. We're just looking forward to get going at home. Has the momentum towards the end of last season helped get more people around Love Lane, get the, the people of Petersfield buying back into their football team again? Yeah, it's helped massively. Uh, we've been well supported all through pre-season, which, which is amazing to see. First league game away at Laverstock, which is one of our service trips, really well supported. The club AGM last night, really, really well supported with new people coming on board who, who aren't attached to anyone, so more local people getting involved. And that's why we're really keen to get going at home on Saturday and put on a show for those that come and watch. Well, Mark, thank you very much. And we'll speak to you, of course, throughout the season. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Henry. Speak to you soon. So, and those are thoughts on Mark Summerhill, the Petersfield Town Manager. Uh, Paul Proctor still with me to look ahead to the Wessex League season. Only app that we uh, start with Petersfield, and they had a strong end to last season. And how key do you think that momentum could be for them this year? Uh, well, as he said, they've kept their, their team from with the end of last season, so that that obviously helps keep that momentum. He's not having to start from scratch completely again. Um, so yeah, they'll they'll be they'll be there. They'll have a good season, I think, this year. And United versus Portsmouth. We ask the question every year: Will this year be the year for United Services? Glenn Turnbull's gone in there. I mean, it's going to be. You look at the, the first division; it, it, it's a really tough league this year. I think they're both tough this year. Um, one thing about the first division, I believe, there's actually four promotion places mm-hmm. this season up for grabs. Um, and US Portsmouth are always third, Looking, fourth, yeah. fifth. Um, you know, they just need to turn one of those draws into a win. Um, they'll be in the back in the Premier Division next year and that, that'll be great for local football. 
be great, especially if both went up. Could you could you oh, imagine? Yeah. It'd be fantastic for the local game. Let's, let's move into the West Sea Premier Division because that's where we have four of our local uh, clubs. Let's begin in ascending order as far as the embryonic league table is concerned because that will make for good reading for, for Paul Proctor, uh, who's involved <laughs> over at Fairham Town. Four points on the board. Uh, slightly dramatic game last night over at Baffins. Very, very dramatic end to the game. Um Yes, uh, it was an excellent game. You know, Baffins are a very good team. Beautiful surface once again. They play some really good football. Um, we played some great football as well. 2-2, two, two, five minutes to go. Uh, then we had three players sent off for silliness. Um, and then we go and score a 94th minute winner. All the funds of football. How how do you expect Fairham to shape up this year? Last season, um, probably, well, it wasn't what you would have expected or hoped what, how are you feeling this year going into it? We're very confident, I believe. Um, I mean, last year, Bar Sholin, there wasn't a lot between everyone else. Um, one thing last year we did notice uh, straight away was fitness. Um, our reserve team managers, Matt Powell and Sam Dixon, have stepped up. Um, they're now our first team coaches. Um, during the week, they are coaching and physios at Southampton's Academy. Um, and straight away, they've changed the way we trained. And, you know, we, we look a hell of a lot fitter, a lot more resilience as well, um, as was shown on both Saturday and last night. Is it, does it amaze you how small little things can make such a huge difference? It's, it's always those one percenters. Mm-hmm. Does, you know, that's what any manager will tell you. It's those one little one percent things that will, will turn a thing your way. Most certainly. Now, let's go further down the list. Baffins, who uh, Fairman beat last night, they got a win on the board on Saturday. Now, they had a very, very strong season last season, perhaps under the radar a little bit. How do, you, do you expect them to, to keep that going this year? I do. As I say, they, they looked very good last night. Um, the two the two full-backs um, look really, really pacey. Um, they've got some steel in midfield and they've got Jason Paris up front, of course, who's scored goals for a plenty for a long, long time. Next down the list is AFC Porchester. Now they're always knocking and knocking and knocking at the door, and we all—I think—we ask every year whether this year could be the year for, for AFC Porchester to get into the Southern League. What what stead do you see them in this time round? Uh, well, they've they've put on their Twitter it is our year, um, so you know, let, let, good luck to them. Um, except two games against Fairham, of course. <laughs> the El Creekio derby. <laughs> El Creekio, yeah. Um, they'll, again, they'll be there or thereabouts. Um, as we said off air before before coming on on the on the show, it's the most open Wessex league I could, I've known for years. You know, you could toss a coin between tw- eighteen of the twenty teams. How key do you think Mick Catlin's experience could be? Uh, he'll be very, very, very experienced and uh, very, very key to it. You know, he's he's got a, a good squad there. He's got a good, good backroom staff as well. Um, he, he's got a good committee behind him, Paul Kelly, etc., um, who are keen to you know to move on to the next stage and uh, leaving no stone unturned to get to the next stage. And finally, the furthest down the list, which for some would be a surprise, Horn Dean. Um, losing Benny Reid would have been massive to haven't, but Michael Berman's built a team over the last couple of years that have been competitive right up the top end of the league. Do you expect more of the same from the Deans this year? Yes, yeah, certainly. They'll, they'll, they'll be one of the teams to be. I think it'll either be them or Allsford, if it's not mm-hmm. going to be Farham, who's going to win the league, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he, I mean, he, does, he, does, he manages to pull rabbits out the hat. Uh, was it Sam McGonagall he picked mm-hmm. up last year from playing Sunday football? Uh, you know, he's scored tons of goals. I'm sure he's got someone like that already lined up um, to put against the Wessex League defences. And um, I saw also in the pre-season campaign against Haven, and they looked very strong and, and gave Haven a right old test that yeah. day as well. They're going to be up there, you feel? Yeah. We're going to take another short break then here on Over the White Line. When we return, we're going to speak to Lee Molyneux, the new manager at Gosport Barn, how he's settling into life and a new revolution over at Privet Park. And Paul Doswell, the new manager at Haven after a bonkers evening at Hampton and Richmond. Seven goals, more twists and more turns than a roller coaster. We're going to have a lie down in the darkened room and we'll be back in just a tick here on Over the White Line. Passionately Portsmouth and passionately football. We are 93.7 Express FM. 
Welcome back to the final part of this week's Over the White Line here on 93.7 Express. I'm Henry Deacon here with you between now and 7pm when we have non-stop music. Paul Potter, the General Secretary of the Hampshire Premier Football League, is my guest this evening. And in the last 20 minutes of the show, we'll be looking at the two highest ranked teams in our area last season. We begin our roundup at Gosport Boa, where things very much have been a-changing over the summer. Lee Molyneux has come in and he's really, really been a breath of fresh air to the borough. He joined from having a walk leave where he was a player coach last season and Molyneux is insistent on bringing his own approach to things at Gosport. He spoke to me about an hour or so ago about that. Um, also on the pitch matters as they face Taunton Town in their first league game on Saturday. Hey, so joining me on the other end of the line is the new Gosport borough manager, Lee Molyneux. Lee, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you, Amy. Um, obviously going to Gosport, you were there as a player, now as a manager. How have you settled into life at Privet Park? Uh, yeah, settled in fine now. Uh, it was a bit tricky at the start. We had to change a lot of things at the club um, from where they were at. Um, I was only prepared to take the job if I was going to give full ownership of quite a lot of things. So uh, that they did, they've been true to their word and we've uh, we've climbed mountains as such in the last, um, the last couple of months, really, um, to transform the club into into a whole new club, really. There's a bit of a buzz around Gosport. I think last season, by everyone's standards, was a little bit below par for the borough, but there's there's a real feel-good factor going around the camp, and you can just see it around social media, the fans and everything. It, it just seems to be a good unity about the place at the moment. Yeah, again, that's one thing that we... One, the, one thing that we did want to address early doors, I mean, I've got a media team, uh, as you know. Mm-hmm. I've got, uh, literally, from, from scratch, just, just kind of reformed the club um, one of the things being the media team we've got uh, videographers we've got photographers we've got all sorts on a, on a voluntary basis but um, it, it's really good it's really good and, uh, and it's good to hear that there is a buzz I mean you, you do hear it a lot um, but you know you don't want to read into it too much but you want to give the fans you want to let, keep the fans in touch with, with what's going on at the club really that's all we're doing but it's just like I say we've climbed mountains from where it was um, we just got some different people in with some different skill sets, and it's um, it's all kind of coming together nicely. I'm really pleased with it so far. That's kind of off off the pitch stuff. Um, on the pitch stuff, very happy as well, but just you know, equally as happy off the pitch with with how everyone's running and functioning, and and who we have in place in various various roles within the club. It's really it's really good. Yeah, moving on to on the pitch pre-season. How would you rate it out of ten? Uh, so I'll put a number on it. I'm pleased. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I won't be able to put a number on it. I'm pleased, really pleased. Um, you know, I said to our, I said to our squad, we've got a lot of lads coming from from clubs that are, you know probably used to getting beat quite often. Um, the lads that were there last year finished finished a point outside of relegation. We've got a couple from Basingstoke, uh, a few from Haven, as as you know. Uh, you know, winning, getting back into winning ways is a habit, um, and I think we've. We've done that. Um, we've done that pre-season, and, and we're, we're back on winning ways, and, and we don't really know too much different from that. Um, as as, a, as this group together stands, um, they're a group of winners. Mm-hmm. Moving on to Saturday, first league game of the season, Taunton Town at home, playoffs last year. It's quite a tough start for you. You've got Salisbury Horse in the playoff mix last year, amongst away on the Tuesdays. Not an easy start to life in management for you. Uh, no, but if, if we're going to achieve anything this season, we've got to, you know we've got to um, stand up to everyone. So you know why not why not set your standards as high as they are and and, and try and go for you know obviously go for a win against a, against what will be one of the league favourites. So you, you'd almost you look at it two ways. I'll take the positives from it. You you notice you know you know your standards from day one. You know rather than um, going going into a game which is against a lesser opposition. Um, you then you then think, well, this this, this league's easy. We're going to win every week, sort of thing. So, so yeah, we're going to go out into this first game, and our standards will be set as high as they can against one of what should be the best teams, um, the best teams in that league. So I'm told. Final question: How have you personally settled into life as a manager? You did some coaching at Haven't last season. How have you settled into life in the manager's hot seat? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm loving it, and the longer it goes on, the more and more I do actually enjoy it. Uh, that that one year of of being staff as such, and the other side of the dressing room, I haven't really kind of stood me in good stead to go on to management. Um, I'm seen as staff. I was seen staff last year. 
um, didn't get involved in too much of the actual player stuff mm-hmm. last year and then just taking an even bigger step away from it this year so um, you know I mean I'm in touch with the lads and and, and and they are still they are still still very much kind of spoken to by me all the time but it's just in a different way and in a different manner um, I think more credit goes to the players for the way they've conducted themselves around me really with those who I was sat in a change room with you mm-hmm. know, two years ago or, or last year sometimes uh, when I played I think more credit goes to the players they've made my life a lot lot easier um, I've not asked them to call me gaffer they all call me gaffer they all shake my hands properly you know it's mm-hmm. it's is when we're at the football club, we're, we're on. And when we're not, then, you know, if I see some of them outside of football, then, you know, great. But yeah, every every player's been... I can't ask any more of them, really. Well, Lee, great to speak to you. We'll speak to you again uh, throughout the season. All the best on Saturday at Taunton, and we'll speak to you again soon. Yeah, anytime. Thanks, Henry. So, that's Lee Mono, the new manager at Cosport Boa. Paul Potter is still with me. He's refreshing. He's like a whirlwind at Gosport, really, isn't he? He's come in, and he, as you say, he's he's swept swept the whole broom, uh, broom the cupboard clean. <laughs> um, he's he's got in a hell of a hell of a team behind him, uh, both on as he said, both on and off the pitch. Um, Ferran played in pre-season. Um, they beat us three nil, um, quite deservedly. So we, we we gave a good go, but you can tell the difference between the levels. Um, but yeah, they'll, they'll they'll have a good season. It's a tough start for mm. them, Taunton. Um, they were one of the standout teams in the uh, Southern mm. League last year. Local football, I suppose, really needs a side like Gosport to flourish, really, doesn't it? Uh, whether it's Gosport or anyone, yes, we you do. Local football does need a, a club to flourish because um, then it gets everyone's interest in down to the Wessex League, down to the Hampshire League, etc., etc. You know, it, it just gets gets the buzz of local football, um, you know, especially the Premier League and whatever, the, the prices that it's getting more expensive all the time. Uh, mums and dads want to take their children to football. Let's go to Privet Park. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Wesley Park. Let's go to Fareham. Let's go to Porchester. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just it just helps everyone else along. Most definitely. Moving swiftly on to Paul Doswell, the new man in charge of having him himself has, has led a revolution of his own. I caught up with him after a crazy game at Hampton and Richmond yesterday. Having a Waterloo won out four free winners. They were 3-1 down with just over 25 minutes to play in a crazy game at the Beverly Stadium. And Paul Doswell gives us his honest verdict on the game against Hampton. Paul Doswell, that was some night tonight at the Beverly Stage and the Hawks 3-1 down, but what character was shown by that lads to turn that around into a 4-3 win in the end? Yeah, I pretty much just said exactly that to them, that, listen, we've had a real bad day at the office defensively. Um, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to work out that. The three goals we conceded were were very poor and that's taken nothing away from, from Hampton. I thought on the night again, you know, we're going to find this. Teams are going to keep raising their levels and I thought Hampton... You know, played really well, but the goals we gave away, certainly the first two were schoolboy standard for us. Um, but what I like about our players is they stand up, they accept their errors and they're at half time. Then to concede a third straight after, you know, a lot of teams, like you said, would have crumbled. Um, but we had a, a golden sort of 15, 20 minute spell where, you know, Jonah Younger on the end of a superb cross, I've got to say, from Bradley Tarbuck. You know, Wes then chases a lost cause, really, keeps the ball in, fantastic pass into Jonah, you know, goal again. Um, but I really thought the substitutions made a huge difference as well. You know, Tarbuck came on and gave us a real threat down that right-hand side. Uh, really, really pleased with him. Um, and like I said, we made a few little adjustments, you know, put Dukes into that sort of holding role. It allowed Wes to get in at number 10 slot. That's where this goal come from. Superb goal from Wes Fogden. And like I said, the quality of our goals were outstanding. Um, the standard of our defending was unfortunately not very good tonight. And listen, we'll work on it and everyone makes mistakes. You know, all of us in life will make the mistakes and unfortunately we did make, you know, we made two or three tonight. But I think they dug themselves out of a hole, if I'm being honest. But, you know, we go back down the M3 with, or A3 for the supporters, but the M3 for me, you know, with those four points that I wanted from the two games, um, lots to work on. You know, we're by nowhere near, nowhere near a finished product. We've had a good pre-season. Uh, and we think we said to you, if pre-season as such counts for nothing apart from getting the lads fit. I make the point that we've done it without Kedwell and we're doing it without Alfie Rutherford. And tonight we had to do it without Nicky Bailey, who was sick straight after the game. And that's why he wasn't starting tonight. So, you know, there's three big players not available tonight. But um, 
two things I'd like to say. I, I think give Hampton some some real credit there. You know, Gary McCann, who's a personal friend of mine, but he's a good manager. Uh, I think he looked at us, saw how he could probably get us with that pace he had up front, and it worked for them. Um, but also, I thought our supporters were magnificent. And, um, you know, I don't mean, over 100 here tonight. Great noise from them again. I'm glad that we've sent them home really happy. I mean, you don't, that's what you live for football, I suppose, these sorts of games. That's what makes football. At 3 1, you know, everyone was thinking, well, you know, this is going to be a bad night at the office. And then 15 minutes later, you're 4 3. Then they have that expected five minutes of pressure, and you're thinking, please don't let them equalise. So, even, you know, even after probably, I don't know, 1,100 games I've managed, my heart's still just about trying to come down from a, a racing point. And, uh, you know, that's why we're in this stupid game that we're all involved in. You know, you, it's, uh, it's a drug that we're all addicted to and it's a drug because of a, a game like you've seen tonight. How much does a game like this stand, teams like having in a good stead? That You know, as you said, there was errors of the goals, but we came back, we won the game, we showed a lot of bottle. How much can that stand us in good stead with effectively the rest of the season ahead of us? Yeah, like I said, it is a character builder one, but I think, I've said before, I think we, we know the character we've got, but when you when you can see that third goal straight after half-time and what you've talked about is your half-time talk has pretty much gone out the window, mm-hmm. which is let's, let's have a good 15 minutes, let's get that goal back within that 15 and go from there. To concede straight after half-time, again, to a, a poor goal on our part, um, you know, was disappointing. But as I said, I think the substitutions made a huge difference tonight. And, uh, you know, Drury going in there, allowing Fogden to go in the number 10 role. I thought Tarbuck coming on as well. Um, you know, so in that little spell... You know, everyone everyone comes to the plate. And, uh, you know, one of the things I said to a younger before the game is don't be a pre-season goal scorer. You know, we need goals in the league where it matters. And I thought his first goal, the headed goal, was great. Brilliant from Bradley. But his second, that's a class finish. Um, and then, I don't know which is best goal. Wes Fogden's was just outstanding. So, Wes is uh, led as a skipper tonight, I think, as well. Um, you know, Danny's obviously still out. So, that will... You know, if you, if you go and home 3-1 loss, one point on the board after two games, uh, you know, Thursday's training session would have been very difficult um, for everybody. Um, but I think you go into Thursday's session now with smiles on the faces, um, but certainly lots and lots still to work on. We know we're not right yet. Um, and I would say we dug ourselves out of a pretty deep hole here tonight. Finally, Dartford say, I suppose, you want it a little bit less dramatic than it was tonight. I don't mind 4-3s. I know, I know it sounds weird, but my best ever game of football was when we played Dartford in the uh, FA Cup in our great cup run. I think we beat them 6-3, but it was 2-0 to us, 2-1, 3-1, 3-2, 3-0, 4-3. Really, you know, that's what people want to see in football, isn't it? It's goals and incidents and all the rest of it. I'm not a cliche manager. I'm not going to turn around to you tonight and say, oh, you know, I like a warm nil. Uh, you know, and a clean sheet. That's not us. You know, I, I like to play attacking football. And yeah, we do know we'll concede goals, but not not as poor as that tonight. We we can't we can't give away goals like that. And when you see us play Sutton and Eastley and not concede, and then you see what we did tonight, um, it was a you know it, it was unfolding in front of your eyes, and it was a, a bit of a shock to be fair. Paul, thank you much, and we'll see you at Dolphin on Saturday. Thanks, Henry. So, and those are thoughts of Paul Dodswell, the Haven and Water Louisville manager. Paul, few minutes. Uh, Paul Potter, <laughs> a few minutes left of the show. Well, you made a Paul Doswell coming in, I haven't. Uh, I think that one was on the cards um, soon as he, he had to give up his job at Sutton for whatever reason. Um, he needed to be closer to home. Um, unfortunately, towards the end, uh, Lee Bradbury did struggle a bit at Haven't. Um, you know, it, it just it was just a perfect match, as it were. You know, the right time at the right mm-hmm. place. Um, he's a, As he said, he's, done, he's managed 1,100 plus games he's vastly experienced at National League and National League South um, he's got some good players to go keep the good squad that he had picked up from Lee um, and they're rightly one of the favourites to get back to the National League this year and next up for having a trip to Dartford on Saturday who ironically were the, the team that they picked to the National League South title two years ago to, let's finish off the show with our main course of the show right at the very start the Hampshire League Cup draw. Just looking back at it, there's there's three or four brilliant ties in there. Just to recap, the four teams with the buys, Moneyfields Reserves, who we spoke about off here, probably one of the teams that didn't want to buy in that's the competition. Right, yeah. uh, so that's one manager I've upset already this season. Uh, Clanfield, Sway, and AC Pittsfield, the other teams not to get buys. Among the standout ties in the competition, you've got Fleetlands, they face Everton United. You've got uh, Hayden United up against Paulsgrove. Infinity, they've got a way tied to start against QK Southampton. Any others um, that stand out for you, Paul, as well? Uh, 
the Stockbridge Bush Hill one, mm-hmm. which I mentioned earlier. Um, Winchester Castle Liphook one could be quite an interesting one. Um, they, but they were both sort of mid-table. I think they were a bit disappointed with how they finished the end of last season and will be looking to have a better year this year. Um, and the, there's a couple of interesting all Division One clashes. Um, Mitchell Merchant Timsbury against South Honston Swifts. Uh, they finished third and fourth, uh, second and third last year. Um, and Kings Clear against Headley. That, I think that might be an interesting one as well. There's certainly, as we spoke about earlier on the show, an opening for someone potentially in this cup competition. Yep. yep. An opening, just like Lindhurst last year, um, it helped them keep the momentum going toward, for the uh, tar- t- their title trap up to and um, promotion back to the uh, senior division. And it's certainly going to be, be very interesting. Uh, Paul Potter, our hour is almost up. Um, what, do you, what are you looking forward to as far as the league are concerned over the next month or so before we come and see you next? Uh, I'll just... To get get some games out of the way, um, so it, it starts to settle down a bit. Um, our Division One starts on the seventeenth. Um, the, the players get to know each other, and the players, um, our rep team, um, we've got we've actually got a friendly away at Fareham um, on September the twelfth. It is um, before our game against Guernsey on September the twenty eighth, which we we are looking forward to immensely. Um, yeah, and we're, we're looking to do really well in that competition this year. And obviously, we are still after a sponsor, so please, please, please um, get in touch. Get in touch by hook and by crook, and looking forward to that that trip away to Guernsey, I, I bet as well. Um, it's a home tie, I'm oh, afraid. Oh, can you have asked it to be reversed? Uh, we, you can't. I've checked the rule book. Specifically, <laughs> check that rule book, huh? Paul, it's been an absolute pleasure as always to have you on the show. Thank you for coming on. No just, problem, anytime. Just to remind you that the ties are going to take place on September the 14th. And uh, obviously after that, in the middle of September, we'll have you back on the show for the last 16 uh, draw and our second outing for the ping pong balls. It worked yep. quite well, didn't it? It did, yeah. I hope you all enjoyed the, the rustle end of the back as well. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, thank you very much for, for coming on the show. Now, next week... We're out on location. We are at Wesley Park ahead of Havant's game against Dorking Wonders, the first ever over the white line live on tour. So do join us for that next week between six and seven. Among our guests, we'll have Trevor Brock, the Havant secretary, among many others. We're hoping to get down to uh, quite a few local sides this season, bring the show out there, branch it out. But between now and next week, there's plenty to keep you entertained on Express. Tonight at 8pm, join Vicky Hemmings and Tong Langston for DIY, where they showcase the best in indie music, along with great chat and fun before 10pm. That's when BD's takes over with Rock Show, uh, brings the day to a close of collective music mixes until midnight. Uh, Jake Smith takes over the reins at the Football Hour on a full-time basis and is back on Friday with his guests to look ahead to Pompey's game of Tranmere Rovers at Fratton Park. Jake will then join the Pompey Live team, his teammates on Saturday for the first league game at PO4, when Mickey Mellon's side head down to the South Coast. Liam Howes and Alan Knight will also pop up the team from 2pm. Paul Jordan Clark and Guy Whitting will bring you live commentary from free. Next week, as I said, we're live on location. We'll be at Wesley Park ahead of the Hawks' game against Dorkin 1 in the National League South. Joe Brock will join us. He'll cast his eye on both Haven and the rest of the local action. Non-stop music. I'm about to say non-league music then. (laughs) First era of the season. Non-stop music is next. I'm back next Wednesday. Bye-bye for now.